From Los Angeles, California, it's Felice Navipod with special guests Seton O'Connor and Chaz Kelly. And now, here's Tony Thaxton. Christmas only comes around once a year. Welcome to Feliz Navipod. My name is Tony Thaxton, and with me once again this week is Ernie. He's back. Uh, as he's showing you, uh, Ernie's not much of a barker. Um, you know who is a barker, though? Bob. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's pretend that didn't happen. Um, Rigby's once again uh, not here. She's on assignment. She's on assignment right now. So Ernie is uh, stepping in. He's pinched. Now pinch hitting for Rigby. Ernie. Uh, Rigby will be back next week. I promise you. All right. And uh, I haven't always been delivered on my promises lately. So maybe that doesn't uh, mean anything because uh, this is where uh, we haven't had an episode in a, in a bit. But uh, me and Ernie, we're back. The boys are back. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, it's been, gosh, I think it's been about a month. Had a nice episode. That last one was, was super fun with Jonah and Vanessa, and then I disappeared. So I apologize, but we're back. Ernie's back. Rigby's not back. You know what? I said, Rigby, let's do another episode. It's time. It's time. Uh, and then who doesn't show up? Yeah, Rigby doesn't show up. But Ernie's here. Thank you, Ernie. Um, before we uh, get into... Get into our hot topics. Uh, let me tell you that we have merch. We finally have merch available. Uh, our merch store is now up on FeliceNavipod.com. You can pick up a shirt. You can get a mug. You can get a Christmas ornament. Uh, and let me tell you, if you buy a shirt anytime between now and Christmas, the big day, uh, I will send you, I will personally send you a signed Christmas card from Rick Williams. So, uh, right? How's that sound, huh? That, uh, that, that motivation to buy yourself a goddamn t-shirt? Uh, I think it sounds pretty good. Ernie, your thoughts? All right. Uh, well, let's get into it, guys. Let's get right into it. Oh, boy. Oh, yep, I forgot. Ernie, you don't bark. <laughs> Let me, let's go get the door. Hey, Seton O'Connor. Hey, how you hey, doing? Hey, come on in. Thanks. And uh, you got somebody with you here. Yeah, yeah, this um, is my wife, Chaz. Hi, Chaz. Hi. Hi, come Great on place. in. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's somewhat new. I, well, the place isn't new, clearly. I'm new to the place. <laughs> it looks like you're pretty settled in, though. I mean. Pretty much. It's a little messy right now. I apologize. Please do not uh, hold this against me. Um, transition, so yeah, you know, everyone. Time. Yes, as I see you guys, everyone gets distracted by the nerdy toys and everything. So just take a minute if you need to. I understand. Okay. <laughs> I know my son would love it. I could tell you that. Yeah, yeah, he'd be all over it. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, what uh, What are you guys doing in LA? I'm out here for work with the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, we're doing a week's worth of shows. 
and uh, just kind of hanging out. And, and Chaz was nice enough to come with me, and we're sort of taking in the sights and relaxing at the beach and poolside and all that good stuff, you know? Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not, I admittedly uh, have not heard much of the show lately. I, when I moved, I got rid of my cable, and that was, uh, I would always watch it in the morning. So. All right, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> All right? This was and, fun. And uh, I have to say, too, even before that happened, uh, Rich Eisen kind of rained on my parade a little bit. Why? Because out on the West Coast, uh, your show is done at 9 in the morning. Yeah. And I'm not getting up that early. Oh, <laughs> so, all right. Well, wait, I don't yeah. have kids or anything, so I'm not waking up at 6 a.m. You're still on what, uh, like rock star time, where you're not transitioning yet to normal people time? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm not waking up at 6. Yeah. To, I mean, you're, I enjoy your show and all, but I'm yeah. not getting up at 6. Let's not get crazy show. here, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, well, cool. Did it, uh, is there any particular reason for doing the shows in L.A. this week? Dan does um, uh, Sports Jeopardy on Crackle. Oh, that's right. I yeah, I have not seen that yet yeah. either, but I just learned about that. Yeah, so he does that, and um, they'll tape a whole season in a week, basically. And so whenever he's taping that, we'll come out here and do the show, the Dan Patrick show, uh, from the Directv Studios here in Los Angeles. And then he'll do that in the morning, and then go uh, over to the, you know, lot and tape tape Sports Jeopardy. So yeah. he has he has long days here. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of us get to enjoy the sun and everything, but he's yeah he's swamped. So. Yeah. And your tape at the the Directv suit that's like out by LAX, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're getting the best part of LA. Yeah, I sure have. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, are you actually staying out that way too? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I'm sorry to hear that. But you know what though? For me, like it's all California. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm like, I at this point, I can't really like, I know Malibu is Malibu, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference between, you know, Playa del Rey, Marina del Rey, and, you know, Venice, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's all the same thing, right? I, I, I can't I'm, really tell. It takes a while to learn it all. I feel yeah. like I'm still sort of learning, but yeah. I love living out here, but that is definitely kind of my, that is not an area you really go to unless you're going to LAX, yeah. and I dread going to LAX at all times. So let's see. I like it though because the like I'm 15 minutes from like the hotel that I'm staying at is like five minutes from the studio and 15 minutes from LAX. Right. So like I'll, I'll get out here and I'll be like, "What does everybody talk about traffic? It's yeah. not that bad. It's not so <laughs> awful. But if you stay in this little you know five mile radius bubble, you're like, oh, it's, it's not bad at all. And then you're like, oh hey, meet me over in like." You know, Silver Lake. You're like, oh, okay. What? An hour and a half. What the? Yeah. You know. Oh, and yeah. You, yeah. You just showed up. Yeah. You, you came over here at a terrible time. <laughs> yeah. You came here in the worst time to come over. <laughs> Were you guys doing other things before this, or yeah. did you actually come from that area? Well, I'm getting LA savvy enough. Okay. In that I planned like, like three or four different things all in this one area mm-hmm. on one day. So I'm like, all right, if I'm going to go over there, I'm going over there once. I don't know yeah. if that's being jaded or savvy. No, I think that's savvy. I think that's a, that's a good move. Yeah, well, like if I'm going to do that one, I'm going to just do it once. I'll try and do all this stuff, cram it into one day, and then and then be like, all right, yeah, we made it over there. We did it. Yeah. yeah. What were, uh, If I may ask, what were you trying to do over here? Uh, well, obviously, this podcast was... Uh, top of the list. Top of the that's list. T- that's the whole the reason that for the number whole trip, one. I assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we did another podcast. With uh, Horatio Sands. How dare you? Uh, I just thought fun. it was all about this. Yeah, no, no, I'm already. I mean, yeah. who's that? Who's even heard of him? Exactly. <laughs> What's he this doing is, now? This anyway. is the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I said hello to our friends at KLAC, which was our very first radio affiliate for the okay. Dan Patrick Show. Uh, so I went over there and said hello to uh, a lot of those fine people. And I planned on going like over to like 
uh, Griffith Park and like observatory and all that stuff, but definitely ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that seemed like a cool thing to do. It is a good thing to do. You, the, some of the hiking trails up through there. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Although it was pretty hot today. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and you're not you're not exactly wearing the proper hiking footwear. Those wedge, yeah, those heels aren't exactly made for the. Oh. I was banking on us running out of time. (laughs) (laughs) You're walking very slowly all day, just just to make sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any other big plans while here? Things you want to do? The big plan tomorrow is to try to go surfing. Mm -hmm. That's the big plan. Neither one of us surf. Have you ever done it? Uh, Never. No. Yeah, I haven't either. And I know I would be terrible at it. All right. Well, why, why not? Why don't I know? I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to discourage you. Yeah, I just. Yeah. I know me. You're not that. So, how are you with the ocean? And I'm not really a big fan of the ocean. Yeah. And it, swimming per se? Uh, or no, just I'm the fine ocean? with swimming. I would just. I'll. I'll take a pool over the ocean any day. Is it? Uh, if I was gonna say current versus sharks, which is higher on the scale there of most concerning? I, I think realistic, probably current, because I'm not really that concerned about sharks like where i would be right i'm not gonna be but if going you were out surfing crazy. you'd think more heavily right. about well, yeah maybe not i don't know and the ocean just kind of freaks me out in general yeah it's 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 kind of terrifying actually let me ask you guys this uh i uh well, actually similar to what you guys were talking about before or i mean you guys just showed up we we didn't talk before this no. um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh i was talking about this with people recently would you what's more terrifying uh dying or getting stranded in the ocean middle of the ocean or stranded in outer space holy smokes all right well let's think about this a little bit right you're stranded in the ocean are you on a boat or a raft of some sort Uh, or are you treading water you're pretty much just treading water and same in like in outer space you're just something happened i don't know how you got there but you're just basically floating around so either way you have a limited time right because mm-hmm. either your oxygen's going to run out in space or your yeah. energy's going to you're run most out likely going to die in either either scenario thermia would probably affect you in the water holy smokes that's probably a more painful way to go okay i'm going to i'm going to say i would rather go to space and be just trapped up there because at least you got the space I've been in the ocean a billion times. Exactly. And be like, damn, this is how I'm going to go out? You know, <laughs> just drowning here in the middle of the Atlantic or Pacific or whatever. Hopefully it's a cooler ocean than either one of those. The Indian Ocean would be more preferable, I guess. <laughs> I mean, at least that's like a cool, like not everybody gets to see the Indian Ocean. If that's where you're going to die there, that'd be fun. But not a lot of people go to space. So if you're going to be trapped in space, mm-hmm. all right. I, I, uh, I think that. you made the right choice. Space yeah. is so scary to me. It is terrifying to think about, but I... Infinity I, is scary. Yeah. And that's space, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just nothingness. Yeah. It's empty. There's yes. no sound. Right. right. That's hard to even wrap your brain around. Right. Have you seen, um, is it Gravity, that movie? I have seen. That, is and that yes, it called? is. Yeah. With the, For a second, um, I thought you were actually calling another movie called "Is It Gravity?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Like, what? What is this? Gravity. Um, with like the best-looking uh, astronaut crew of all time. Right. Um, that was pretty terrifying, though. It was. I did not uh, love that movie as much as everybody else did. Yeah. But well, it was like to think about being in that scenario. It was looked absolutely really terrifying. cool. It did. Yeah. You know. So that's okay. Uh, like the believability of it or whatever, you could just get rid of that. And of course, George Clooney is going to be the super cool 
uh-huh. you know, so friendly. What a great guy under the you know worst of situations. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of that though, where you're like, whoa, this is actually really scary. Could you imagine if something like that happened? And yeah. you're just stuck in there, these little thruster things going through space. Heck no, dude. <laughs> no way. Yeah, uh, I agree. I guess if you were stranded in the ocean, you wouldn't necessarily be. You'd be like at the surface, I guess. But the ocean floor. How, what is it? They've explored like four percent of it, or something yeah, like that. Right. And so, like, we almost know more about space than yeah. the ocean in some ways. Yeah, they're like and the the deepest. You know, you could fit a hundred and fifty Everests in this one crevasse or whatever. Yeah. Like all these underwater. Yeah, who I just, knows what's going on down there? I know, I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, what is it? You said crevasse. Crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> He's really classing up your mm-hmm. podcast. Huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that LA air getting making you classy. <laughs> no, but like they keep finding all these new weird fish and all that stuff. Uh, and I just there are there's got to be just terrifying monsters down there they that glow? we have not seen. Yeah, they glow down there. What? <laughs> Sorry, I've been thinking about this a lot lately for some reason. <laughs> and so it's a great question. Be, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Known for my great questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, as I said, I, I uh, used to watch the show a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but uh, I was I was wa- actually when I first started watching the show a lot was i had broken my arm and i was basically just stuck at home for quite a long time can i ask how you broke your arm (laughs) you can uh i fell (laughs) can i ask how or why you fell (laughs) it was that's the thing it was literally as simple there was nothing special about it i just fell the exact wrong way and broke the shit out of my arm yeah wow uh so and anyways that i could I could tell an hour long story of all these things that went happened that year, but uh, eventually, I, you know, I was I it had later got infected, and uh, I was having to get IVs at home twice a day, uh, and uh, my girlfriend at the time was was uh, having to act, she had to hook me up to IVs in the morning. Yeah, IV. Uh, not with like needles or anything. They had a thing called a pick line. You know, I don't know if you know oh, that. Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. weird tube that comes out of your arm. So you just yeah, had to hook to the tube. It, yeah. Like, this is weird. Yeah, it was real weird. So uh, yeah, she didn't have to stab me or anything, but still, like that was a lot to have to do. Yeah. But uh, your show in in my mind is always kind of associated with me waking up early, getting IVs in my arm. <laughs> so it's a good experience. It's a good memory. All right. <laughs> well, it it, it uh, you know because I feel like I was waking up way earlier than usual, and I was there wasn't much on that. I, and I was, and I, I knew of Dan Patrick and everything. So I was like, all right, I'll John. Well, no, I mean that's how I ended well, I'll up. Just there. leave this one on you. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up there and I stayed and started watching it every day. You know, though, we actually hear from a lot of people uh, with like similar stories. Like, oh, I was hurt, or you know, I. Some people are like, I lost my job and found the show. Excuse me. Uh, bless you. <laughs> Ernie the dog is sitting so in you're again this low week. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, People well, you who know, had no place else to be. Well, there, yeah, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you do get a lot of like, well, yeah, okay, I was uh, unemployed, I was homesick, I was hurt, I was rehabbing, mm-hmm. I was, you know, what have chemotherapy, you get all kinds of stuff, yeah, you know? and you're like. It's it's always weird to hear people watching the show or listening to the show for me, you know, where I'm like, I'm just trying to make these other guys laugh. And if I do, I'm like, all right, I'm 
doing well today. Like we're winning, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then you get you hear stories though of people, you know. I mean, fortunately, a broken arm. You know, it's like, wow, that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it. You hear about certain things of people, the way they find the show, and then. You know, certainly people with, uh, you know, going through chemo or cancer, and they're like, hey, you really helped me through this time, you know, where it was a lot of fun. You guys made me laugh, even though I was going through this thing. You know, it's, like, heavy, you know? Yeah. And you're like, dang, that's awesome. Cool. I'm glad that us idiots <laughs> made you laugh a little bit while yeah. you were going through a tough time, you know? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah, I started watching it a lot, and then, much to my surprise, one day I'm watching it as you're coming back from commercial... You're playing my well, my then band. Uh, yeah, you you were playing some Motion City as as it came back from break, and I that kind of like I, caught me totally off guard because what you know, not expecting it at all, and I feel like I was kind of not paying attention, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, what, what? Why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. I know that song, right, right. and uh, and I think I tweeted you then and, and thanked you with something, and then since then we have been best friends. Best, yeah, best like friends. literally the best friends. Um, yeah, that's actually sort of like a, a an awesome side uh, shoot of like or side benefit bonus whatever of the show is you know Dan's like yeah yeah just play whatever you like you know and like I'll throw in some like stuff that he's into like Led Zeppelin I play a lot yeah. or whatever that he's into although he's got actually really great taste in music and he's pretty up to he's like do you know you know Lions Den or Wolf's Den or something and I'm like nah, I have no idea I never heard of you uh-huh. oh yeah you should check them out so he's really up on music but he pretty much let, gives me the freedom to play whatever I want so I'm like oh cool I'm gonna play the bands that I like and through that I hear from you know people like yourself all the time you know I mean I'm a huge hot water music fan uh-huh. right uh, and sure enough like you you play a couple of songs or whatever, and then Chuck Reagan is like, oh, hey, I heard uh, whatever on the Dan Patrick show. And you're like, holy crap, dude. Chuck, yeah. you know? <laughs> right? uh, and I've got a million examples of that. Even, uh, like, okay, Jawbreaker is a huge, uh-huh. uh, I love, probably one of my favorite bands, right? Yeah. And we get an email one day. I'm just going through the emails, and uh, Blake's brother emails and it's just like i can't i just heard two jawbreaker songs i was like i'm a big dan patrick show fan i'm my brother is blake whatever and so i'm like emailing this dude trying to like suss him out like oh is he really whatever and sure enough he was you know and it's like i had you know it's countless times yeah. that that's happened and it's rad you know that's yeah that's awesome yeah. uh yeah because it was very unexpected for me uh because i don't know i i feel like you don't think of somebody working on a sports show usually being into those bands right and so that's why it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, you know, I made a, a. I remember being uh, younger, and I made like sort of a conscious. It's so it's so stupid now that it, when I go back and think about my mindset then, but I was like playing baseball and soccer and basketball and everything else, and then I was also just riding my skateboard and listening to punk rock all the time. Yeah. And it felt like at a certain point I came to this cross in the road or, you know, or like the split in the road where I was just like, all right, well, what am I really going to do here? Like I was really getting over sports at that time, uh-huh. you know, and it felt like you're, you're like, how could you be the jock guy that all of these people are singing about too, you know? Right. right, like it's a, you know you're listening to certain bands and it's like you know these jocks are beating me up you know fuck uh-huh. those guys sorry sorry I no you, no you're um, fine and they 
you know, and then I was just like, well, I like, I really love skateboarding and punk rock. Like, I really love it. Baseball, I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. Whatever. So I sort of chose that route and forgot about sports for a really long time. Yeah. And then it wasn't until I got older, you know, and a little more mature that I was like, you dummy. Like, you <laughs> you don't have to pick one or the other. Right. What's wrong with you? You know, it's okay to like watch football games and ride a skateboard mm-hmm. and you know go to like hardcore shows. Like it's not all mutually exclusive. Yeah. And actually, for a while there, if you remember that it was like a big thing, like uh, in hardcore was like basketball jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it still is necessarily, but I remember all of a sudden I was buying all these hardcore bands basketball jerseys. Yeah. And then, like, it starts dawning on me. I'm like, oh, yeah, these guys probably just like sports. <laughs> Why did I have to, like, put everything in its own little compartment and box? And, like, yeah. it's just, it's okay to like everything. You know? Uh huh. No, I think a lot of people do that. I think I was guilty of doing that to an extent. Not that I was ever a big sports guy, but I, because I was always terrible. That's why. That's why I say I know I'd be terrible at surfing. I'm terrible at all sports. <laughs> yeah. I and uh, so I I used to I watched more when I was younger, and then but I, I always liked football a lot, and that and uh, and then when I started playing in bands like in high school, we always started rehearsing on Sundays, and then I just fell out of the habit of watching football, yeah. and then it sort of like turned into this thing in my head, kind of like what you were saying, where I was like, oh yeah, I don't I don't watch that anyways, yeah. and then like. I don't know, 10 years ago or something, one day I was with a friend and we're, she turned on a game and then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot this is actually pretty fun to watch. And yeah. then, yeah, I've been fully back on board since then. Yeah. So what were your teams? Like, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up, actually, that's something I want to talk to you about too. Because uh, you are a Notre Dame fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, I grew up in Michigan, technically, but right on the state line. Ooh. And we lived like 20 minutes from Notre Dame. So all right. So yeah. what? What? Which way did you go there? Notre Dame. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. What? And being in Michigan. Yeah, because I mean, it's seriously like, technically we were in Michigan, but like, a two-minute drive and you're in so Indiana. So punk rock. <laughs> being in Michigan, rooting for Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it couldn't have been closer. Like, like, yeah, U of M was like, two or three hours away. Right. Where Notre Dame was twenty minutes away. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, anybody in that area, for the most part. That was you oh, know, okay. The thing so you're in there. friendly territory. Yeah, but. you know, every now and then you got you got the yeah. your rich Eisens and all that. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now for me, it's like the Irish Catholic thing. Okay. You know. I, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Jersey, um, but you know, I, my house had you know my basement was you know there was a poster of like. John F. Kennedy, a picture of the Pope, and an England get out of Ireland, you know, banner. You know, so, like, that's sort of, I was indoctrinated in, like, you, you believe it, okay, son, okay, you're Irish, and it's a blessing, and you're going to root for Notre Dame, uh-huh. you know, and you're going to love Ireland and everything, and so, yeah, at a very young age, I was indoctrinated. That's uh, funny, I don't think I, I don't even think I realized that there was necessarily that fan base. Oh, absolutely. That goes to it just because of that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's all about the uh, the the Irish Catholic thing for sure. Uh-huh. Which BC, you know, Boston College just gets the short end of that stick. Yeah, that's uh, where my dad went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah to way. Boston College. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, does he hate Notre Dame because they steal all the uh, thunder? Then no, I don't know that he hates Notre Dame. I'm I'm not sure. Uh-huh. Um, but let's call him. Def- Can we call him? <laughs> he definitely does not have any interest in you know their success. Right. Right. So. He's Boston College. He's a double eagle. Right. Well, yeah. lucky for him, they haven't had a ton of success lately. <laughs> yeah. Get up and More down. More than Boston College. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> no, sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, my apologies, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, so yeah, I grew up Notre Dame, and then I was also a Bears fan because again, Chicago is actually like the closest major yeah. city to where I lived, even though I was in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those were those were, uh, and then you said you're a Patriots fan, right? Well, yeah, I mean that's sort of been in recent years. You know, I you know I grew I loved Dan Marino when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Right? I thought he was like the coolest thing ever. And then when he called it quits, I was like, well. I don't really care about the Giants or the Jets, so I never really latched on to an NFL team. Uh-huh. And then you fast forward a whole bunch of years, and uh, I marry a woman from Boston, and we're like talking, and you know we're, we're we're dating, and I'm a Yankees fan, she's a Red Sox fan, it's fun, whatever. And then it just came to Sunday in football season, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, we could be a Patriots house. I'm cool with that. I don't mind the Patriots. I don't have anything against them. And the, Tom Brady's a hunk. So, what's not to root for there? Yeah, you know. And I looked at him and said, "I'm not giving up the Red Sox." Like I really thought uh-huh. he was making a gesture of like, "Okay, we can be a Patriots household and a Yankees household." I'm like, <laughs> "Uh, we we can do Patriots, but I'm not giving yeah. up the Red Sox." Yeah, like there's a bargaining chip. Like, yeah, right. Okay. So I was very suspicious <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. of his offer of being a Patriots household. <laughs> <laughs> but he stuck. What you stuck with it? You're you're sticking it out. Oh yeah, especially now. I mean, with the whole Deflate Gate thing. Yeah, I'm all in on that. But at this point, <laughs> right. on, especially on the air on the show, I, I can't back out of that now. No way. Right. You know, I haven't. I don't. I haven't been keeping up with it like super well. Is there any latest? Uh, oh, good see. Big. This is news. <laughs> the word is collusion, my friends. I think, the word is collusion. I think you're the first like. Any any uh, any way related to sports person I've had on, so like this is like yeah. kind of exciting for me. Yeah, this <laughs> I is an exclusive. Yeah. I'll, I'll be your official sports correspondent. There we go. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. The whole thing is crazy. The whole thing is it's for me. It's one big conspiracy, and it's really all about politics amongst the owners. Uh-huh. And that's really what this is all about. And you know, Roger Goodell and who knows what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm. The the guys on the show now sort of make fun of me uh, because I've I've sort of lost my Yankee fandom in a way. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a Bruins fan. I spend all of my time in Boston or Cape Cod. It's sort of like, dude, like just own up to it, all right? You're you're a Boston guy now. Just become a Red Sox fan and get it over with. You know, let me guess, you love the Celtics too. You're like, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like I was born in the wrong place, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. You know, born in Jersey or like whatever, but yeah, I get home to Boston and I'm like, ah, these are my people, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's so Irish. It's so like working class and has sort of an edge to it. I'm like, no, this place is rad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I forgot. I was gonna ask you when when we were talking about bands. Uh, did you did you ever play in bands or anything, or did you never really go that route? I did. Uh, it never got to any level of success right. what what did you play guitar guitar yeah yeah which i still play um he was invited to go on a european tour that his is band true. Yeah. coexist yeah coexist <laughs> don't you see their bumper stickers all over the place yeah you guys are big <laughs> that was us that was wow. us yeah. i had no idea that was you <laughs> my brother once went to um my brother once went to u2 uh, u2 concert mm-hmm. and in the middle of one of their things uh, Bono had everybody start chanting "coexist," and they like lit it up on the screen. And he was like, "Dude, you guys made it! Bono loves you guys!" Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were like sort of, you know, a hardcore band in the New York area. 
And we played a couple of decent shows, you know, uh, like opened for like local band, like Indecision. And uh, like we're sort of like buddies with, you know, other bands in the area, but it never really got anywhere. Yeah. Was that was that your only band? Uh, and then like I would well, sit in on Was that the first band? But that was the first one that okay. I was like, well, that really, the like only one that the... I was like, this is my band. Okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then, actually, once I left that band because I moved to Connecticut to get into radio. So, okay. it was like, and then I just never picked up, you know, on another band there. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So, Coexist was the first band. Coexist. I always like hearing what the first band name was. Yeah, Coexist. That's, uh, yeah. And we I've would heard do, worse first band names. We would do all this <laughs> stuff where it was like, so, it, the band was started by, like, the drummer from Agnostic Front and the bass player from Sub-Zero, and then he left and I left and that. So then we could put on the flyers, even though they're not in the band anymore, former Agnostic Front, mm-hmm. former Sub-Zero, which went big in the New York, New Jersey area, Yeah, you know? Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, it, it was sort of loosely based on that, but not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, not exactly stretching the truth. It's like formerly the guys who were former Agnostic Front were also, are also now former Coexist. Uh huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. So, what was your first band? Uh, my first band actually lasted a, a really long time. Like, it started in high school and then. They were called Motion City. For, <laughs> uh, went for a while, but we changed our name several times. But our, our first show that we played ever was under the name of Ludicrous Speed. <laughs> And yes, that's a Spaceballs reference. Yeah, I was going to say, all right. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, that name only lasted one show. Right. It lasted our uh, junior year after prom party show that we all played. Right. <laughs> so there's not like a ludicrous speed 7-inch out no, something there's, right now. Uh, again, the, 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 the band did end up uh, having some releases, but not under that name. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Naming, uh, we, we then became Merge, and then... There was another band in the area that had that name, and then plus Merge Records, and we felt like we should change it. Yeah. And uh, and then we couldn't think of a better name, and it just became Submerge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole new era for us. <laughs> and then everybody thought we were a hardcore band, and we were not a hardcore band because yeah. it sounds like a hardcore yeah, band. Have those shirts with the crowd shot, mm-hmm. and singing with the mic in the crowd, <laughs> yep. and fingers in the air. Yep, yeah. that was not us, but everybody thought it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So then when did you when was your first tour? Actually with that band Submerge uh toured in 2000 was the first time I ever went on tour. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Like just small stuff. Like no one knew who we were, you know, just hop in the van and play basement shows and yeah. super small clubs to three people. And that's you know? like almost like that's sort of pre-cell phone. Well, yeah. Right, they existed right about. But yeah. I I think I may I think I had one. But it was the kind of thing where like it just stayed in my backpack and it would get turned on if I needed to use it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it was like smartphone. Oh, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was flip phone era. Yeah, I think this was even pre-flip phone. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just like a big brick like Motorola, flip. whatever. Remember those like? Yeah. I remember. When, I remember. Excuse me. I remember buying a flip phone. The first flip phone that was also a camera phone. Ooh. On in like that first year of touring with Motion City, did it have an like, attachable camera? Because uh, my no. remember my flip phone. Remember, yeah. We were moving. We just moved last year, uh-huh. and when we were cleaning out our stuff, I don't. Throw, I'm really bad about throwing things away. And I pull out. I'm like, take take a look at this. It was a camera that attached to your cell phone. <laughs> Ernie, <laughs> no, Ernie that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a camera that attached to your cell phone. 
And you took pictures. I don't remember that even being a thing. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yeah, this was just queen. the little flip phone. Uh, right yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I do like my electronic gadgets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found my iPhone 1 when I moved recently, and I have no recollection of it being like it was. Like, it's... Have you seen one in a while? It's, like, way thicker than I remember it being. It's like Atari. Yeah. You're looking at, like, well, how do we used to play video games this way? Uh-huh. It's, like, really thick, and it's, it's like, smaller, but then really thick, and I just didn't remember it being wow. that size. Yeah, I don't remember I, it. I literally, like, picked it up, and I was like, wait. Is this an iPhone? I don't know what else this could be, but I swear they never looked like this. But even at, like, at this point, though, you're like, oh, is this a four? You're like, oh, my God, how did we ever do this? <laughs> or, like, you see, like, the first, think of your first iPod that you got, mm-hmm. right? I think I have, the, I have the first one that, you know, I got an iPad very early on. I, I, I'm sorry, an iPod. And then I even have the U2 iPod. Remember oh, the U2? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, it's, it's haunted me. For my entire life, because now I have, it's just stuck in my cloud. I've got every single U2 song that has ever been released. And Wait, those, it, they came it on ca- the iPod? It came on the iPod. I and it, it, was, it was a black iPod with like red Yeah, red I remember that. And everything. And the entire yeah. catalog came on it. Yeah. I didn't know. I, yeah, like, I knew the look, you know, but like I didn't know that. 17 versions of Angel in Harlem. I mean, the, uh-huh. it, there's yeah. just it, more U2 <laughs> songs than you could listen to in your lifetime. <laughs> Are you a big U2 fan? No, or? not really. I mean, I liked early U2, but yeah, I mean, not enough of a U2 fan to have mm-hmm. that many U2 songs. Yeah. yeah. You tough. have all the good ones, though. You have all the bad ones, I have too. all of them. Yeah, you have all of them. Every song, that, every song they played live, every remix, every... They're, you they know what's all interesting on that about iPod. that? They've actually gone... Like, the U2 went from, like, they, they had this great era... And then, well, it's sort of the bad era, right? I guess we could just say that the pop uh-huh. mart era was like sort of seen as a downside of that, right? Oh, yeah, I think even like their biggest fans will say that. And so then you have this like iPod come out that has all of their music on it. And since then, they've had like another great era and sort of in another bad era, you know? Yeah, I just, they're just a band I've never... They have a couple songs here and there that I enjoy, but overall, I just, <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> all right. Okay. I mean, that's you know, I'm not saying they're bad. They're just yeah. they just don't do much. I mean, for something's me. working for them. Yeah, they're doing all right. Yeah, they're doing yeah. all right. But they, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I love uh, the like the idea of or like the memory of U2. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh man, U2 is the best. And you think of like all the old stuff, like Boy in October, and like all these really great albums that I just sort of black you know black out the. Really shitty, you two. Yeah, you know, like mostly the Bug Specs era of Bono, <laughs> where you're like, yeah, yeah, no, you're Bono, so it's okay. You could do that because you're awesome. But yeah. yeah, I was. Have they? It's impressive that they've been going as long as they have been, and there has not been a band member change at all. It's amazing. Like even in the. We're, I don't. I don't know enough about their early days. Was there ever? A, do you know if there was a time? Was it? Has it always been those four guys? Yeah, like they're like. Was there like Larry early Mullen days is or really something? The second guy, right? Right. And there was like a guy before guy. that first record yeah. or something. There's a Pete Best yeah. of the bunch, yeah. whatever. Because um, yeah, that's a know. that's a long run to have the same lineup the whole time. That's impressive. You know what? I think that the Edge actually though gets a pass. Okay. Why? Because Bono is seen as the big ego guy. Right? Everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, Bono and his ego and those sunglasses and everything, right? The Edge wasn't even famous yet, and he was like, don't call me my real name. Call me The Edge. <laughs> I know. 
Who the hell does that guy think he is? He wasn't even famous. Yeah. He hadn't even like established his edginess yet. He's like, I just want to be known as the edge. He hadn't honed his edge. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He was just sort of the hat-wearing guy playing guitar. No, just call me the edge. Well, if you were uh, going to change your name into just a rock star name, have you considered? <laughs> I can't say what that, that I've considered that. No, I don't know. So they can say, and, and on drums, drums here's the, the Raptor. Raptor. <laughs> <laughs> I get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you gave me a little fill. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That was really stupid. Felice Navi Potterby. Right back. Hey, do you like to buy things? Of course you do. We all do. You know where a great place to buy things is? Amazon.com. Wait, no. FelizNavipod.com. Go there. Go to the Amazon banner at the top of the page. And then just go shop on Amazon like you always would. And then a portion of what you purchase will go to support the show. We thank you. Now do it. And now, back to Feliz Navipod. Chaz, I have to ask you, since you're here, sure. uh, you do voiceover work. I do. Yes, she are, does. Is there, uh, are, we, are there things that we may know you from that you're okay saying, you may have heard me on this, just because, you know, now I want to know. Um, and if there's not, that's okay. I well, can cut all this out. What happens <laughs> is I get people who say, are you that girl on the Visa commercial? And I answer, I wish. <laughs> yeah. I do the Rich Eisen show every uh-huh. day, and I do a lot of radio imaging voiceovers. So, you know, the, the positioning statements between the songs. Uh-huh. The best variety of the, you know, right, that type right, of stuff. Right. Or classic rock that rocks. <laughs> Police Nobby Pod Podcast. That type of stuff. <laughs> oh, I need to get you to some, do some work while you're yeah, here. Yeah, do some work some for your show. Interstitials yeah. in here. Um. Yeah, and I, though I I really slowed down when we had our son, so I'm home yeah. with him, and he is going to be going to school full time in the fall, mm-hmm. and so I guess I'm gonna have to hustle a little more because I don't hustle, uh-huh. right? I get what I get what the universe brings to right. me. <laughs> I don't really do I a understand. lot of hustling. You just make the universe hustle. I think it's actually yeah. a better strategy. <laughs> uh, yeah, let the universe do the work, yeah. and it all just whoosh, right at my doorstep. Yeah, love it. But I work from home, and That's uh, nice. it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Cool. Fair enough. Well, yeah. what ha- we we had a uh, we we first got married. I lost my job. I was in radio. Uh huh. And I was uh, just. It's great to be in radio, uh, to finally lose your job in radio when you can't move, because he was working in Milford. Uh-huh. It's like that's it. That's it. Well, that's my like career a thing is in radio. over. Like you have to be super mobile, you know, because you'll do, say, a couple of years in Miami, and then maybe you get a job in Phoenix or Seattle, L.A., yeah. San Diego. And, I mean, Chaz could certainly speak to it better than I can because I really only worked in, like, two or three places. But you bounced around all over the place. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, we get married, and we meet, get married, um, you know, pregnant, I think, even at that point. It, no, that was after I lost my job. Because that devastated me. <laughs> I was, I'm never going to work again. Um, yeah. And so uh, Seton was kind enough to say, dude, we're putting in a studio for you. We're doing it. And he got and he ordered all this stuff. And, and um, because I used to do full-time radio and part-time voiceover. 
And mm-hmm. so now I just switched it. Now I do well. Now I do part time both, but eventually just full time voiceover, part time radio. So, nice. Yeah, it's all right. Well, and I, I mean, you were kind enough to be like, you know what? No, I'll just put my career on hold. Because I mean, the day that uh, Chaz found herself unemployed, she did get a few offers from. <laughs> Uh, really great markets and radio stations and uh that would be like whoa it would be really sick to go work there you know like that's pretty awesome uh and you know the dan patrick show at that point was really starting to hit its stride mm-hmm. you know and yeah I mean, you were kind enough to be like well i don't know this this might be something you know so why don't we just i'll sit here for a little bit and let's see where this you know sports tv thing sort of goes right you know? yeah and so far, it's done all right. Yeah, you worked know? out all right. Yeah. And you guys you guys have just the one kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Kieran, a boy, he's five. Nice. Yeah. Well, well that... five and three quarters if he was here. Okay. He okay. would correct <laughs> us. He would say, Daddy, Daddy, five and three quarters. <laughs> just very I wish, important. I wish that was a thing that carried into adulthood, that we, we all said things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, when uh, for the first couple of years, you identify as like, oh, 18 months mm-hmm. or 18. You know, I would be like, oh, like, you know. 437 months or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has got to be kind of weird. You know what I wish would carry to adulthood? Into What's adulthood? That? Is that we would all be able to still wear capes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Our son loves capes. Yeah. yeah. Superhero capes, I uh-huh. mean. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and yeah. And just think, wow, wouldn't that be great? You just walk around with a Batman mask. Oh, and awesome. You would think you were crazy. Yeah. They'd be like, yes. I was actually, I was literally, I think it was yesterday, was thinking about capes. It's <laughs> a real <laughs> weird sounding sentence. <laughs> but I, uh, as I was going to sleep, I had thrown on The Empire Strikes Back, and uh, which I do often. And uh, uh, I was thinking, I started like just, I'll do this with things too often where like try to think about like, realistically if, the, if, if like behind the not behind the scenes as in like the making of the movie but if it were real life the movie and like and i was thinking about how darth vader wears a cape and like thinking about <laughs> how like that's a fashion choice yeah like <laughs> he's supposed to be this like big evil guy <laughs> and like his costume was like put together by the whatever but like it's like still he's he's making a fashion statement with that cape because it doesn't actually serve any necessary no. function in life no it's just you know what i like the way that this cape looks I yeah mean, it probably catches on things yeah it, yeah if anything it <laughs> seems like it should be Deterrent. more hassle yeah. than it's worth <laughs> right. but he's like you know what there's a price to look this good uh-huh this intimidating absolutely right. yeah he's like i like this whole this all black thing this all black look but i, I feel like something's missing yeah. something's missing so i need I, just I feel like when i turn there's not enough <laughs> happening here. I need, I need something else. It's not to dramatic fill it enough. Out. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't have my long flowing locks anymore with this <laughs> helmet on. I used to just work my hair that way. Uh-huh. But now I need this cape. Oh, yeah. Of... Maybe it was. It's a substitute for the hair. Yeah. There you go. It's possible. Yeah. You figured it out. It's really interesting to think of him getting dressed in the morning, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cape. <laughs> yeah. He, he, sh- ah. he shows up for work and he like, slaps his head. He's like, oh, the cape. <laughs> Oh, I didn't Forgot pick it up at the cleaners. cleaners. <laughs> oh, great. Oh. I'll just have to get by with this beat-up old cape. Fluff it up in the dryer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little Febreze on there. Clean it up. You'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, well, since you guys are our parents now, uh, this, this I figure that's a... We'll talk a little Christmas now, mm. since that's what happens here sometimes, kind of. Um, 
is is that a big deal in in the house right now? I gotta assume with a five and three quarter year old kid. Well, yeah, Christmas is uh, holidays are a big deal right now. Uh-huh. Birthdays, Halloween. I'm not gonna say Christmas is obviously a big one. Yeah. Right now, there's a little bit of a battle between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah, really. Yeah, and it's not about candy, but it's it's more of a decoration battle. Okay. I think presents puts Christmas over the top. Yeah. Okay. And so I don't I don't mean to like be insulting to the podcast here because if it was like a, you know, a Halloween podcast, I would say the same thing and be like, I don't know, you're neck and neck with Christmas right now. Uh huh. Um, but that's interesting. It's it's the decorations. Our son enjoys gore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scary you, things. By that you mean Al Gore. <laughs> He's a big Al Gore supporter. Absolutely. Yes. He invented the internet. Truth was yeah. like a big thing for mm-hmm. his son. At I understand. Age. Yeah, but he loves spiders, spider webs, bats, skeletons, and every year we amp up the Halloween decorations just uh-huh. one more step. So that's you're right, the decorations. One of the things though that our son does is we'll have be having a conversation over dinner, say, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking about whatever it could be music or deflategate or politics or whatever it is that we're maybe it's just how how was your day or whatever. And uh, our son is is not afraid to say, you know what, actually, what you guys are talking about is really boring, and I'd like to talk about something more fun, like, what are we doing for Halloween this year? <laughs> and he's like, because I want to hear ideas from everyone about what our decorations are going to be. And so he'd be like, okay, well, why don't you give an idea? He's like, this year I think we need a mummy in the window. All right, cool. And so he'll sort of dominate the conversation that way, uh-huh. specifically about Halloween. It's sort of like bring it back to like, let's, okay, adult stuff. Let's talk about some real fun. Um, and so Christmas decorations don't have that element. He's uh-huh. like, you know, okay, uh, where are we going to put the candy canes? On the tree. On the, probably on the tree, I there guess, we right? <laughs> we might have to start some type of decoration revolution. Here. Can I tell a funny Christmas story? Please. We just moved to our new house, and it has high ceilings. Mm-hmm. And the uh-huh. ceilings are 10 feet tall. But it, they seem taller, but they are. They're 10 feet. And uh, so Seton was very excited about getting the biggest Christmas tree he could find. And he got a Christmas tree that basically scraped. It, it, like you, a, pulled a, you pulled a Griswold? He, he did. He pulled <laughs> oh, a Griswold. dude, you have no and idea. And you have to see yeah. the picture of it. Because I said, uh, honey, how, how, is that gonna, how are we going to put the topper on it? You know, but <laughs> he showed me a picture. He sent me a picture of it. Do you have the picture? Yeah, I'm can you vamp for a minute while I? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so anyway, so he he they brought the tree in and it literally did he did the Griswold that scraped the top of the thing. Well, yeah. I and mean, what ends up happening is, uh, my son and I go to the place to get the tree, and we were very excited about our new house. And when you have a four-year-old at the time. Mm-hmm. And someone who's probably not much mentally older than eight, <laughs> right. the adults. I, in I the understand. Um, it was like, yeah, dude, let's just go get a f- big ass tree, you know. <laughs> and we were like, what's the biggest one we could find? <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the photo now. That's <laughs> great. Uh, if if uh, 
if you could send this to me uh, so yeah, I could yeah. post it when we post this episode, totally. I think uh, that needs to yes. be seen by others. It was a little <laughs> smaller than I thought. It was, okay, I'll give you that. That is, that is a big <laughs> ass tree. <laughs> it didn't look that big on the lot. It really didn't. It was just like, I was at, at, to be honest with you, I was just like, oh man, I don't know if this is going to be big enough. Like, that's enormous. <laughs> like, it's not just tall, it's really wide. We, and, <laughs> and we we got it into the house, and, you know, you had sort of had to, like, bring it in sideways, squeeze it through the doorway, <laughs> yeah. and then tip this thing back upright. And it got about, uh, like, would that be, say, maybe like 100 degrees, <laughs> and it hit the ceiling. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know how many, where it is, but it was just like, how the hell are we going to get this up there without scraping the ceiling, you know? It's double his size. (laughs) You look like, it looks like photoshopped. Like, you're like, that's not really, you're not that small compared to that. And I can see the trees inside, so there's no way you're that small. And I'm about, I'm. That is a sequoia. You brought home a Christmas sequoia. <laughs> I'm, you know, uh, to, to sort of go with my son here, I'm about 5'11 and three quarters. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, I'm not quite six foot, but I'm uh-huh. like, you know, so I, I have a decent amount of, of height to be. Yeah, it was, it was a massive tree. Yeah. yeah massive. <laughs> and you had to fill it up with like a huge thing of water, you know, at least every day, if not more, because the thing just guzzled water like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. So you, you made it work, huh? Oh, yeah. What I ended up doing was taking, I cut off a whole bunch of, uh, like, limbs on it and then cut the bottom down more. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, you know, I thought that they would, before it came there, I, th- I thought that they would chop a little bit off of the bottom. It looks much more appropriate in that photo. <laughs> yeah, and I'm seeing it decorated after. now. Uh, yeah. We'll okay. send you the before and okay, after. Okay, yes, that would be good. Thank a little you. context, yeah. Um, it was awesome, though, but I was, I was so excited about... Um, and actually, ever since my son, or our son has been born, you know, Christmas has actually gone through the roof. I, all holidays really have. Yeah. I'm way into Christmas now. Uh-huh. Um, since but before, I was like, yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, uh, kind of family thing. All right, whatever. And then, uh, you know, having a child is like... You know, he just goes bonkers over these big oh, yeah. special events, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really been awesome. And and trees like that, you know, you're like, yeah, dude, this is so sick. Let's get out of there. Daddy, this is such a big tree. Yeah, I know. He is, he is not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, uh, so you, yeah, so you grew up, you always lived in Jersey, you said. So your Christmases growing up were in Jersey. Yep. And all mm-hmm. that. Any uh, any in particular that stand out from your childhood or anything? Uh, first bike, first skateboard. Yeah, those are big ones. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I had. I remember my first bike. It was like black and yellow BMX bike, training wheels, and the the spokes in the wheels were sort of like um, I don't know how to describe them. Almost spider webby. Mm-hmm. You know, there was. It was so rad. Are you chewing on my shoe? Oh, he, he likes er- to eat his bones. Ernie, yeah, Ernie shoes. likes to use Hi, your Ernie. foot as like a little prop when he chews on a bone. Ernie is a handsome, yes, he is handsome young man. He's a, he's a good he's a good boy. Um, yeah, so that was always great. You know, the Christmas for me growing up was like a, a two day sort of process. You know, so that's what I think about. It was like we had uh, all of our friends and family over for Christmas Eve, which was a big mm-hmm. deal, and then we always went uh, for Christmas Day. We would go to, um, you know, my grandmother's house 
and and hang out there. And then after that, we would go to my aunt's house, and it was always a big family event. A lot of people yeah. around. Yeah, it was fun. It was uh-huh. a lot of fun. Yeah, the 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 lead up to it is is almost more fun for me, especially as an as an adult. So I feel like even as a kid, you know, that morning's exciting because you get all the pre- all the presents. But then like you know by nine a.m. It's it's done. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, I gotta wait a whole year. <laughs> oh, how am I gonna do a whole year? And yeah. you're like, maybe they hid some presents. No, I guess not. All right. Yeah. Well. So I then that's kind of carried over. Like now I, I love the the lead up to it, but then like the actual day itself is like, oh, this is fine. But I like everything before it a little. What more. was it like for you the morning of? Uh, like, were you just allowed to wake up and run down there, or <laughs> no? Uh, my my dad had a rule that we could not wake them up. He and my mom up until the sun at least had to be up. Yeah. That was that was the only rule. The sun yeah. had to be up. Uh, but yeah, I would never sleep though. Like I would, I you know, I was gonna say it was like Christmas Eve because it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the world's dumbest spot right there. <laughs> but yeah, I would just, you know just lay there not being able to sleep. Couldn't wait to see what I got. And then you know always like maybe run look downstairs kind of peek. For a second, and yeah, then yeah. like just wait for the sun to come up, and then as soon as it did, go wake him up. I do remember one year uh, that I got really confused, and I woke my brother up and was like, "Come on, Dave, Dave, it happened. Let's go. We gotta go do whatever." And he's like, "Huh? What are you, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Come on, we gotta go check on the presents. We gotta go see. Like, let's get mom and dad up. Let's go do this whole thing." He's like, "You idiot." Today's Christmas Eve, not Christmas Day. And I was just like, no, the 24th. It's Christmas, right? She's like, no, you, what the hell's wrong with you? Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I've never, uh, yeah. never heard anyone have this. I don't this. know any <laughs> child that has ever mistaken Christmas Eve for Christmas Day. Hand-raised. This guy did. How, how old were you when this, this happened? Well, my brother and I were sharing a room. So... So 17. I must have... Uh, yeah, 16, 17. Right around there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's that's definitely a first. You have brothers, sisters? I have two older sisters. Two yeah. older sisters. You, so you're the baby. Yep. All right, high five. Right on. Um, we had to sit at the top of the stairs, you know, on the second floor of our house, and the Christmas tree and the presents were all downstairs. Uh-huh. And we had to sit there and wait for our parents to get up. Oh, you, weren't, you weren't allowed to even wake them? No. Uh, well, we would just be loud enough that Okay. <laughs> Eventually, one of the two is going to be like, all right, let's just go, you know? <laughs> so we, we would be loud enough while we were sitting patiently at the top of the stairs, the three of us in the thing, and like sort of like kicking our feet. Like, uh-huh. And um, my dad... It must be annoying when you do that for an entire day straight because you thought the day before was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been... 24 hours there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my dad would go downstairs and he'd be like, I don't know. Let's see, did he come? Oh, looks like he came. Oh. Your dad would go down before you? They oh, wouldn't even let you no, guys... No, 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 no. Yeah, my parents went down first. And the three kids had ship. to sit at the top of the stairs. <laughs> kind of like it's a military family or something. Like, dude, chill out. Um, we would go down there. They'd get the coffee ready. They'd get some croissants going. They'd do whatever. And then you would finally hear, like, uh, when we were, like, just bursting. All right. <laughs> they made you sit. down the whole stairs. You're, you're like a you're like a dog. You guys were oh, like yeah. dogs. Oh yeah. And then not only that, but then when you got down there, that was you're allowed to see them. And then somebody handed them out one. Okay, Shannon gets to do one, and now yeah, Tony gets to do it. Chaz gets to do a pad. You know, you're like okay, well, 
<laughs> that was uh okay. How about we do stockings? Okay, here's David's stocking. And you're like, <laughs> would you not do the stockings first? Um, I'm always that, I'm actually always fascinated by that because everybody does that different. You know, now that you say that, we may have done stockings. Yeah, because it was always first. first we right? would always start the day with the stockings. We we might have done them first, but then again, we might have done them last. I can't even remember. Might have been right in now. the middle somewhere. That Who being knows? said, I knew whenever that they said you could <laughs> exactly. do the stockings yeah. is when you did them. I knew I was getting some black socks and some pez in there, so it's like I don't know. I wasn't really all that into the stocking, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> I love my my, my uh, I actually yeah, I, I liked the stocking. You said you were a fan I of the stockings. I love the stockings. Yeah, me yeah. too. Really. My, my mom would always put, oh, Santa would yeah, always put. Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> would put, well, he already said the uh, F word, so you can cut it out. <laughs> no, they would always put, like, really cool little presents in yeah. there, and I really yep. enjoyed the stocking. Yeah, the, they yeah. were well done in, yeah. the, in my house as well. Yeah. Still well, are. Yeah. It's, it's still kind of, it, it's almost, it's turned into, like, gift bags now, though. Like, those stockings will be there, but then they don't even bother trying to put things in them. Like an Oscars gift, gift bag? Like yes. Like a nice George Gordon grill, and, yeah. uh, trip to Cancun, and, <laughs> yep. you know, some Botox yep. coupons. Yes. The yes. Faxons don't fuck around. <laughs> yes! <at this. laughs> uh, what about you, Chaz? You, where did you grow up? Boston. Boston. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and any, any Christmases that stand out to you? Um, well, every year. My parents weren't cruel in the way that uh, Seton's parents were. They, they did let us, like, we could just go out and we, we would look at everything and we would actually empty our stockings and then put them back mm-hmm. together. But every year, my parents would hide the big present that my brother would get. Like, whatever the big present was, they'd hide it. And so um, we'd open our presents and my brother would inevitably be disappointed and crying. And my dad would say to my mom... Uh, didn't I see something uh, in the back hall? And then that's when my mom would be, oh, yeah, I, th- I think something, I think there was something in the back hall. Let's go back and look. And it would be like the bike or like the, uh-huh. the skis or whatever. But every year they took some sort of a perverse <laughs> pleasure in watching him break down and cry. I actually got to cry. Because <laughs> I, I love, too, that how long... Because you said that was like an every year thing. That was an every year thing. I love to like as kids, like how long it takes us to catch on to those yes. things. Because it was the same thing, uh, a thing that my parents always used to do was on, you know, we would always like beg to open something early. And on Christmas, the night of Christmas Eve, or Seton may know it, Christmas, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would be begging to open something early. And then they would eventually be like, all right. You can open one, <laughs> and they would go get them, and every time it would be pajamas, and like which was like fine, but you know it was not very exciting when you're a kid. And then like you know, then it kind of turned into a joke eventually as we got older and finally started realizing, oh, okay, it's just gonna be pajamas. But then they kept doing it because it was just expected at that point. <laughs> Did you sleep in those pajamas that night? Uh, probably. I honestly don't remember. It feels like that was like the intent of like. Okay, yeah. here's the Get present. Get for bed. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep tight. <laughs> right. And that everyone is in their new pajamas in the morning opening their presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Probably so. We would, my, um, you know, that night before Christmas Eve, we would have everybody to over to our house. And um, 
it was like a really special night because my parents would put out like cheese and stuff like that and it was like whoa this is a serious night they cut up like peppers and had dip and like that for me was like whoa this is a really special night that we have like a cheese plate out uh-huh. and actually a funny story when i first met um jazz and we were dating and she was like oh i'm gonna go get some snacks or whatever and we'll have like a glass of wine or whatever she brought out what was essentially my christmas eve spread as a kid and i was like whoa she lives every night like it's christmas eve this is amazing like this girl is great and so like i thought you know you got olives out this is awesome and then um i would also have to before i went to bed and there would be you know a hundred people in the house there'd be friends and family everything um i would have to do like the carrot and cookies and Santa at our house like the Budweiser. And so I would leave a Budweiser out for Santa. Um, New that's Jersey. Another, that's another first. I hadn't heard that one yeah. before either. And um, the cookie, the carrot was always sort of half eaten. The cookie usually had a bite. And the Budweiser was always gone. <laughs> yeah. That was always finished. Yeah. Yeah. And straight up, probably through uh, being like 16, I still... Came out and okay, here's the Budweiser, <laughs> here's the cookie, here's the carrot. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm still with you guys. So you were 16, you. you did this. Okay, now I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow, it's good stuff. Christmases are different all over the world. That's true. You that's know, that's true, and uh, that's why that's why I like I like learning these things about. Did you leave uh, milk? Yeah. yeah, milk and cookies. Yeah, it was just us too. The, the, yeah, just the, yeah, the, the generic like that's what everybody does. A well, bud what heavy. I thought everybody did. Bud yes. heavy, exactly. Yeah. Not a Bud Light. We know what house he went to first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I like. I uh, yeah. I think uh, thinking Christmas Eve was Christmas is maybe my new favorite story that someone has shared. That's a true here. story. It's a true story. I think my brother punched me in the arm. <laughs> and like gave me like a dead arm, you know, where it's yeah. like, oh, I can't move it. Yeah. Like, you idiot. That's tomorrow. No, it isn't. I was like, oh, no, it isn't. I ran downstairs, which was very against the rule. Ran downstairs and checked the tree. Nothing there. <laughs> Damn, he was right. <laughs> I totally blew that. It is tomorrow. What an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming by. I, yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, before I kick you out... Uh, anything, uh, you got anything else coming up that you want to, uh, plug or anything? No, I'm, you know what? I'm coming <laughs> plug free. Right. I'm just here for the, uh, for the chat. Fair enough. And the Tecate. And the Tecate. Yes. <laughs> what about you? You got anything, Chaz? No, I'm just here for the, uh, the Tecate, actually. So it's Chaz a familiar be at the Laugh Factory coming up. She's doing a... <laughs> Funny Bones? Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> If I was ever going to start a comedy club, it'd be called Laugh Your Balls Off. Yeah? Just throw that in there. It would be? <laughs> yeah. I'll be at Laugh Your Balls Off this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two shows on Sunday. Not to derail you, but that's something we do. We come up with n- names of businesses. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I, I, the bakery that's, you know, not loafing around or don't, mm-hmm. no loafing around. or Yeah, we do that a lot. Sticky, uh, ban- uh, yeah, business names. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a vegetarian restaurant on Long Beach Island where his parents live called Living on the Veg. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what uh, some music's going to be this week that <laughs> pops in right there. There's something wrong with my food today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with my fries. 
Seeing meat in a different way It shouldn't be like this There's duck fat in my fries No! So I'm living on the veg I'm living on the veg Possibly the main event where you got your haircut. Main event. It's like a oh. hair main. Anyone? Mm. <laughs> you you took too long to get to the hair haircut part, and I was like, I don't know why you're saying main event main right now. Main event. Like it's not the main event like boxing. It's M A. Oh, I got you. I got main you. Event. I got you. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, we have tons, but they're they they actually exist in New Jersey, on Long Beach Island coffee shop. How you brewing? <laughs> How you brewing? How you brewing? The I feel like the big one, especially out here, I think everywhere though, is uh, pho restaurants. Love the pun names. Oh, they do. Yeah, and the worst one out here because like most of them are like there's like absolutely fabulous and like <laughs> stuff like that. But the worst one though is there, and there's multiple locations around L.A. and you know. Sure, it's it's like a lot of people think it's faux, but it's actually pho, right. so it's spelled like faux. So this one doesn't work at all. There's a place called 9021 Pho. No. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. All the ones by our house just like have a number at the end of them. Oh, yeah. Ours pho 48, Pho 49. They're not even trying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally mailing it in. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? I like 52 better than 48. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, and I, it, that maybe it may be intentional. You get them confused, so you order from sixty-five, mm. and you're like, "Oh man, I love fifty-seven. <laughs> this isn't the, there isn't enough clove in this." Oh, yeah, this one doesn't have the right. Oh damn, I meant to do forty-seven. <laughs> I, uh, I I actually I think I told this on here before, but my uh, my business that I my business name it's a it's a very there's too many steps to get to this, but this is what I want. I want a it's a barbecue restaurant that's also a bar, and it's located on the water. It's like a waterfront restaurant. And it's called the Hickory Daiquiri Dock. <laughs> I love it. I love, love it. Love Hickory Daiquiri Dock. Mm-hmm. Genius. All right, let's. You want in on this? I think so. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I got. A, I got some backers. I'm coming in at like a thirty percent <laughs> stake on this Hickory Daiquiri Dock. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, guys, thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your time in L.A. Yeah, thank you. Uh, just see yourselves out? Yes, please. Great. All right. See you guys. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, thank you guys for coming back and listening to us again. Sorry again about the break. Uh, we're back, though. Well, I'm back. Rigby's not back. Thank you, Ernie. Thank you for stepping in. Being a handsome gentleman. Being the handsome gentleman that you are. I appreciate you. Um, let's do some plugs, shall we? Uh, if you live in Los Angeles, California, uh, this Saturday night, August 15th, I'm going to be uh, playing drums in the house band for the new comedy show called Downtown Playground. It's a stand-up show hosted by James Pumphrey and Kale Hartman. Uh, new show in town, and there's going to be the live music, and I'm going to be a part of that. So, uh, come check that out. It's at the Mystery Box in Los Angeles, California. Uh, check that out. Um, also, my band, The Pride of Erie PA. You got some weeks on this, but we're going to be playing at the Steve Allen Theater on September 5th. 
in Los Angeles, California. And just so you know, that's the night before my birthday. So, uh, yeah, just I just needed you to know that, okay? Um, and then, uh, yeah, let me just remind you that uh, we got the merch store up now, FeliznaviPod.com. Get yourself a shirt, whatever else you want. Uh, also, our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Tony Thaxton. That is a way I'm doing cover songs every week. You can do that. And a monthly bonus episode of Feliz Navi Pod. Our most recent bonus episode was with Todd Cooper. Show favorite Todd Cooper? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Todd was on there, and that's a, that's a fun episode. If, uh, if you're not subscribed on the uh, Patreon account, if you're not backing that, just sign up for it. There's some fun st- I'm trying to do some fun stuff on there, and uh, you people are missing out if you're not doing it, because it's, it's fun. Um, so do those things, please. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Seton O'Connor. Jazz Kelly, thanks for coming by. Um, they didn't have any other plugs, so uh, I will just let you know that Christmas is December 25th this year. So that's going to do it. Uh, I have been Tony Thaxton, and that has been Ernie. Rigby will be back next week. So... We wish you a Merry Christmas from the